Mishigals. Welcome to a special edition of Haunted Bitten. Uh, so along with a few technical difficulties from the episode that was supposed to come out like two weeks ago, thanks Audacity, uh, we've decided to do something a little different. Um, you know, the coronavirus is going around. We're all subjugated to our own houses, our own dwellings. So we've decided to break that rule entirely and meet to record a casual podcast. Because we are rebels like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today's going to be a little different than normal. We don't have a script. We don't have any kind of set um, subjects to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about our own personal experiences here in Michigan and some outside. And talk about a few of the things that we will probably be doing on upcoming episodes. And, you know, just some of the cool other paranormal things that we haven't touched on yet. And we have a special guest with us as well. Yeah, if you didn't hear me earlier, hi, I'm Aaron. I am married to the beautiful redhead. That's Kim, by the way. That's me, because Chris, Krista is blue. Yeah, also, I'm the beautiful blue head. My name is Kay, not Kim, for future reference on the podcast. What are you doing? What are you up to? What's your life? Well, I work in grocery, and thankfully, because, you know, I still have work. Um, I write stories. Uh, some shorts. Um, I've actually got one out for approval right now. Uh, hopefully to be published in Fairy Tales Punked coming out uh, in the next, well, approved in the next couple months, coming out in the next six months. And that's, yeah, I, um, I'm a big fan of mythology, cryptids ghosts etc so you know so you put up with us yes <laughs> he has to he's married to me <laughs> uh he's and also she has the paperwork to prove it too i, do. Well, I we... signed that paperwork i'm you a witness <laughs> yeah um you're also our resident historian yeah i uh studied history in college and i have been studying it my whole life because i'm a huge nerd yep so I know history a lot, and if I don't, I can find out about it. Thanks, Google overlords. Um, I don't know. Why don't we just start with some of our personal experiences? Um, whoever wants to go first. Well, I can start because mine are the shortest, I think. When I was living in Ohio, my grandparents lived in Hocking County, and for those of you who are not familiar, the Hocking Hills are about 45 minutes uh, south of Columbus, uh, give or take some travel east-westward. Uh, they are gorgeous and rural. Uh, they are now a popular place for rich people to buy vacation homes, uh, but at the time, they were just the hills. Uh, mostly sandstone, uh, very wooded, uh, lots of ponds and lakes, and my grandparents owned 40 acres down there when I was visiting them one spring summery day. Um, I walked out of their door, uh, side door and I looked toward the woods and I saw a figure standing over by what was known as the bee pasture because my grandpa used to raise bees there. And I 
saw it and I saw it move and I saw it disappear. When I went to go look, there wasn't any sign of any like animal. There was no fur or like any serious tracks to speak of. The vegetation was kind of tamped down, but that was also just a good way to get into the woods if you were going hunting or whatever. So it wasn't a, like that wasn't a surprise, but there was definitely something there. I thought it was a black bear at the time, but they don't often stand on their hind legs. So I'm not sure that they don't often stand on their hind legs for no reason. So I'm not sure what it would have been. I have since come to conclude that I still don't know what it is. Uh, but it was definitely not a normal size for an animal you would see in Hawking County that is not a farm animal. It was much bigger and rounder than any large animal in the area, like a deer or something. So what shape was it? It was vaguely man-shaped. It was bipedal. It, uh... Well, it had a head, and it had shoulders and arms and legs, and it was big and, I think, furry, because it was a little ways away when I walked out, so I didn't uh, get a very good look at it, but and the light was behind it. I didn't know that story. Now you do. That's new to me. The look on your face now is beautiful. It's, like, accusatory. I'm like... I didn't know that story. Why haven't you told me that story? <laughs> you keeping secrets from me? Nope. <laughs> Good answer. Not anymore, anyway. <laughs> that was it. That was the last secret. It never came up. Really? In your entire life with me? A Even paranormal when... story never came up? Even when she worked on that play about cryptids? I know I told you about the black bear, but at the time I thought it was a black bear. A likely story. So are there a lot of black bears in the area? Like, would that be... It's possible. It's not terribly likely. Okay. There definitely used to be a lot of black bears in the area, uh, but because expanding civilization and shitty humans, uh, they have since mostly disappeared. There even used to be, there have been tales of uh, um, mountain lions in the area but oh, that yeah. was um that the... was a couple you know 100 plus years ago okay. well no it's still uh, the eastern mountain lion is still oh. a cryptid basically on this half of the u.s through uh to the atlantic is still talked about and big cat sightings are are a huge thing um on our side of the u.s and like um florida relatively recently i think had their first like confirmed sighting of an eastern um, mountain lion. Uh, I don't know how they're different from the ones that we have in California, other than they were basically brought to extinction, and it's everybody thought they were extinct on this half of the U.S. And it turns out they might not be. Uh, so I have read about the eastern mountain lion, but I didn't know about there being recent sightings. They were. Super dangerous, especially for livestock and horses back in the day. And very fast, very big, uh, very hard to catch. Um, but people manage because people are terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. People will find a way. If they want to kill something, people will find a way. Death uh, finds a way. It does. It absolutely does. 
There are no wolves in Japan. Just say it. Yeah. Next. <laughs> well, that um, that reminds me of also Ohio Bigfoot maybe story. It's not my story, but um, so I do uh, charity gift wrapping during the holidays, and there was a woman, um, lovely woman. I do not mean to knock her at all. She was fantastic, um, and she had us wrapping uh, Bigfoot toys, those figurine things from I think Archie McPhee. Yeah. Um, for her sons. And she said, oh, you're probably wondering why I'm getting these for my grown sons. And I really wasn't. Um, no, we understand. Yeah. But I'm like, well, there's a story here and I want to hear this story, whatever it is, now that you've said this. Um, so, now that you've asked. Yeah, exactly. I was like, no, I wasn't wondering that at all, but go on. Um, so she is also from Ohio, now living in Michigan. Um, she's from Bryan, which is just south southwest of Toledo, so not far across the Michigan border. Still within close proximity it's to close us. Enough. It's where dum dums are made. Just putting that out there because that was a fun thing I discovered when I was researching this. Delicious dum dums. I love dum dums. Um, and I had no idea they were made in the Midwest. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so she was working for her dad's company whatever that was it was tax season she was doing the taxes for him so she was working late was driving home through the woods um because there's it's pretty rural out there just like it is in michigan and she saw bigfoot in the road and she says i swear to you it was bigfoot it looked exactly like this and she held up the figure and um she said it was a little bit lighter than she thought it would be but still brown and it just walked across the road and then went into the woods across a field or something. And she got out and chased it. She parked her car and she got up and she pursued it. She's amazing. Yeah. A plus. Yeah. Because she was just like, what is that? Um, and she couldn't catch up to it. She said it was too fast and it was gone. But she said, I swear to you, it was Bigfoot. And I said, I am not going to tell you you're wrong because I wasn't there. And that's a really great story. Fantastic. Oh yeah. So what what she saw? I don't know. I have no idea what she saw, but she's convinced it was Bigfoot and I don't know what else would be out in those woods, but Ohio, have a lot of explaining to do apparently. Ohio is and I'm so sorry that we don't get to be in Cincinnati um to do our panel, which you may or may not have known about, but because of COVID-19, you know, everything is shut down. So that includes our symposium. Um, it, it, Ohio is a lot weirder and a lot more paranormal a place than I would have ever imagined. There's so many, there's so much weird. Okay. This is, this is a casual podcast. I'm cursing. There's so much weird shit <laughs> down in Ohio. Um, Bigfoot being one of those things. Bigfoot is often cited in Ohio. Um, Bigfoot is often cited in a lot of states. It's not just a Pacific Northwest phenomenon. It's not just um, like a Florida skunk ape phenomenon. It's the entire U.S. It's everywhere. Ohio. Weird is what we do. I mean, kind of. Um, okay. Let's I, see. Tell me I'm wrong. No, apparently you're not. I don't. I, don't, I have a couple stories actually from Michigan. Ohio storytelling people. The first involves uh, Krista's 
old house. One, I think it was, I, I stayed, I stayed over while your uh, mom was gone for like 10 days or something. So I was there to watch the house and the dogs because that's a pretty long time to leave a house. And of course, you know, I was watching the doggos because I think she went camping. Mm, yeah, probably. But Higgins hated camping and this was after Baggins is emergency yeah. surgery stuff. And Higgins had really bad allergies. Yeah. So, yeah. So she went camping for about 10 days or so. Um, so I was alone with the dogs for that time. I experienced a whole bunch of stuff in that house. Um, the most significant being um, a shadow person. Um, a Sherson? No. Nice try. I don't know. I keep it. keep this up and we're not having you on this podcast again. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, we are. <clears throat> um, he knows too much about history. <laughs> I know. We need him. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need you. My tolerance <laughs> for boringness. Please yes. don't leave. <laughs> That's true. Um, basically, every night, because I slept in, in Krista's old room, and the dogs didn't really sleep in rooms. They slept wherever they definitely didn't sleep with me even though i tried yeah well um, they, they weren't allowed in my old room overnight because yeah. that was the cat's room so oh that's right they wouldn't have come in anyway yeah they only came in in the mornings when i overslept and they were like we have to pee please please i would see when i was laying there i always kept one light on usually like in the kitchen or somewhere because it's a ranch style house so on the other side of the house um just so i'd have a light on because the house did kind of freak me out a little bit um and more than once as I was laying in bed to go to sleep, I would definitely see like the shadow of a person on the wall outside your room. I didn't like going into the back room, the den by myself. I definitely had a lot of really strong feelings there. None of which were bad. I want to point that out now. None of which felt evil or bad or anything. Um, but when you're in a house by yourself, that's a little much. And I will say, because I used to have weird feelings in that, that family room, too. But I will say that is where my father passed away, was yes. in that room. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, not And negative. all of this is happening yeah. post yeah, not uh, his passing. After. And that was his favorite room. He always hung out in that room. That's That room was the reason we bought that house. I mean, I can see why. I'd buy that house based on that Oh, room. heck yeah. It had a real Fieldstone fireplace. Yeah. Come on. I would buy that house. I loved that house. Um... And there would be like, you know, random noises. I would find lights on or off that shouldn't have been on or off. Um, and just kind of a general constant feeling of being watched. I figured it was Pa because the dogs didn't care. Yeah. And I like not to be mean against my father, I guess, but he was not a fan of people being in his house. Oh, no. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was like, uh, I'm only letting you stay because you're essentially another daughter. If you yeah. were anybody else, this I would do some poltergeist shit. <laughs> yeah. If you did feel like you were being watched and you had a food anywhere near you, it was probably just the dogs, though. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I had an audience every time I ate. That's true. <laughs> um, the other story is one that Chris and I experienced together. Um, last time I lived uh, here in Michigan... From 2011 to 2013, Krista and I took a whirlwind tour of the UP. I don't know how we did it that fast. That was epic. 
we took four days and that's all we had off of work. <laughs> we went up to the UP, went from uh, Paulding to uh, Paradise <laughs> and oh. all the places in between and then came home. We stayed at the worst motels I've ever Ever, ever stayed in. Just because they were vintage 1970. Oh, the bath mat was just paper. Oh, it was like my grandparents' basement. It was amazing. (laughs) I still find the pictures. Like, I I still, you know, I still have those pictures and I will go through them every once in a while and just be like, man, ah, we were so much younger. (laughs) (laughs) I would do that with you today. (laughs) Oh, we're not staying in the same places. No, we're staying in nicer hotels (laughs) now. Um, I'll totally go eat breakfast at that weird, like, Yukon bar. Oh, yeah. That place was awesome. I hope it's still there. It was so good. (laughs) And everybody looked at us so weird. I had pink hair. You you didn't do that up in the UP in 2012. I think mine was purple, wasn't it? Or the under part was? Yes. Yeah. 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 No, two women coming in to a bar at 9 a.m. for breakfast with weird hair. Something the UP was used to. Anyway, we took a trip up there specifically to see the Paulding Light. Um, if you are unfamiliar, it is a mysterious glowing light that happens in a um, along a, an old uh, railroad crossing between Paulding and Watersmeet up in the UP. Um, it is this light that happens pretty religiously, unless it's a terrible weather night, which... I don't know, I presume is due to fog and rain. and Yeah, because it's very wooded. It's really dense up yeah. there. You probably just wouldn't have very good visibility. You wouldn't see anything. The story goes that it was, uh, the light is that of a ghostly railroad crossing dude. What are, what are they called? Crossing guard? Is that what they're called? I would make sense, unless you're talking about like a railroad engineer. No, he's the guy that does the switches. Switchman? I can't remember. Switchman! I'm trying to look it up right now. Nope. Thanks. Thanks, Atlas Obscura. You didn't give me anything this time. Weird. Um, crossing guard dude who would hold up the lantern at the switches. Um, it's basically him still doing his job after his untimely death of being hit by a train. And you can see different color a different a light that is changing different colors and growing brighter and getting dimmer um starting at about sunset and going past when we left at like 10 we were we watched it for like four hours um it's it's been on factor faked that show that tried to like debunk different paranormal videos I have a video somewhere that I can upload to the website, probably, question mark. Yeah, I probably have pictures, too, but they're not going to be very good they're by not, today's standards. It's, it's a 2012 phone camera, everybody. Um, they're terrible. It was just, it was probably the coolest paranormal experience of my life, if not one of just the coolest experiences of my life. We were there with a tour bus. Practically. It's a switch man. I was right. You were right. Chris is always right when it comes to trivia things. I just come up with things and it turns out to be true. It turns out they're right. (laughs) Uh, Whether it's car lights, whether it's a ghost, um, 
uh, Atlas Obscura. Oh, Railroad Breakman. It's right there. Oh, well. Okay, who's the Breakman? <laughs> it's literally in front of me. Sorry, Atlas Obscura. I take back everything I just said. Um, this also said it could be the ghost of a Native American dancing on the power lines. I don't know why it would be. Uh, okay. Who knows? It's just weird. Whether it's, you know, any of those things. It's really cool. Um, and as far as I know, hasn't been debunked yet. Um, so some students, students, I'm sure I'm assuming from Michigan Tech did go up and they did show that at least some of what people are seeing or probably seeing is because a lot of people say, oh, well, it's just lights from the highway. Yes and no. Okay. Um, because the highway turns. So when you're looking straight down that track, you're not seeing the highway. The highway is not there. Right. It's this crazy thing about how bending light bends and different things. So you're seeing like the reflection of the cars. And when you're seeing like the white, red, white, red, those are cars coming and going. Mm -hmm. But that's after talking to all of those people, I don't think that's the polling light. Okay. Like that, that obviously is going on because I fully believe these tech people when they say that oh sure tech meaning michigan tech yeah. <laughs> i'm not calling them techie people um <laughs> but so when people say oh you're just seeing the highway that's not the full story flat out that is not the full story uh-huh. even if you're saying it's it's not a natural phenomenon you're not just seeing the highway right um and that could also be why you're not seeing it in inclement weather because you have to have the right conditions for this to happen there's a video that they posted online that is actually pretty interesting that has diagrams and things and shows you how it works um so yeah i will definitely be linking to that because it's a fascinating phenomenon period oh yeah even if it is even if you are seeing the reflections of the cars like that's really cool yeah Yeah, it's reflecting (laughs) off the would it be what the water vapor in the air yeah it could be something like that yeah i can't remember yeah look it up it is i have seen diagrams like that and it's a really cool yeah phenomenon. and you have to be standing in just the right spot to see it and yeah. I, I saw the episode of fact or fake i believe we watched that together yeah and there was a point where two people stayed on the the hill because there's a guardrail because that area actually was washed out so where you stand now is not where people used to stand right um so where he had two people stand there and then two people just walked down the trail and the people who walked down the trail stopped being able to see it yeah so that leads some evidence to this ref- reflection thing mm-hmm. um but most of the people we talked to, they were there in like the 60s, 70s, and where you stand now is not where they were standing. Right. So if you have to be standing at just the right angle to see this phenomenon, what were they seeing? Yeah. Not this. Um, and uh, the light also was not just like brake uh, car light colors, but it did go green sometimes. It did. And the, some of the people were saying, because it used to be a makeout spot. We'll just put that out there. It used to be a makeout spot in of the 60s course. for teenagers. They would go take their dates there. Of course. And multiple people that we talked to said the light came right up to their car, danced yes. around the car. Sometimes there are power lines there. Sometimes you'd see it dancing along the power lines, which to me sounds like ball lightning, which is rare. Why would all these people be seeing ball lightning when that is an extremely rare phenomenon? And, and like, as of... 2020 as of march 2020 there is quite literally one known video of ball lightning that's all we have yeah 
So we've had multiple reports from the people there that we, cause there were, it was a party. There were so many people there. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. We yeah. were all, we were standing around with like 50 people. A lot of them like, uh, like Drinking. middle-aged housewives yeah. that were totally drunk off this tour bus. And it was great. Yeah, it was um. great. And this is, this is like a known thing. I guess people just go out at sunset and go check out the light. Yeah. And yeah, we talked to a lot of people. Party. They're really friendly because it's the UP. Everybody's friendly. Oh yeah. Everybody was so nice um, and happy to tell us about how they've been coming here since 1975 and how it's been. Yeah same like since then and yeah and one guy was like oh i had my car parked right down there um before everything was washed away mm-hmm. um so i think he said there used to be a bridge yes and that's where you would park was yeah. by the bridge and all of that's gone now it probably doesn't look the same now as it did when we were there even wouldn't surprise probably me not i need, i gotta get back up to the up we yeah we really do and we gotta um but yeah i, I found this to be a, an interesting phenomenon because Maybe you are seeing these reflected lights, and that's really cool, but that doesn't explain dancing along the power lines, coming up to people's cars. Right. Um, when they were parked further down, they were still seeing it. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. Right, and it was like the 60s, 70s. There wasn't nearly as much traffic along the highway then, so why would the light be so constant? Like, there's no, right. there's no right. way that there were cars going by fast enough and most frequently enough to produce all of that all this and this constant phenomenon i mean there really wasn't when we were there either no um, it's, it's it's still the rural we were it was the middle of nowhere up and yeah there were not that many cars and the light never blinked on no. and off it got brighter and dimmer but it was always it there. was always there it never mm. went away Mm-mm. it was really strange so whatever this is yeah natural for now i mean i'm assuming it's natural regardless right because i consider supernatural also to be natural right. oh i so. was gonna say that's <laughs> yeah uh, even um, the supernatural is natural in some fashion yeah so yeah. like whatever is going whether it's multiple things happening and they're just being called the same thing gee because that's never happened before in science um <laughs> Yeah, it was really interesting. And it's fun to just go up there and talk to people and get their stories. I, I it loved it. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was a really cool experience. Yeah, and like I said, it went on for hours. We watched yeah. it for probably four hours. Then we're like, we've been driving for 10. We really need to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we like we <laughs> like, drove drove straight from Ann Arbor to... to no, we stopped at the hotel first because we oh, dropped our true. stuff off. And we yeah. got dinner and, and then we, we got, went down. Yeah. <laughs> And then by, I think by like 10 or 11, we were just, the, this light is cool, but I've been watching it for hours and I need yeah, to go to sleep. we need to go now. <laughs> and I will, just because not everyone from the Lower Peninsula and other places thinks of this, there was no bathroom. There was no outhouse. There was no place nearby to drive to. So there was the woods. And oh. I peed at least twice in those woods. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um. And there was also a group of us that started walking towards the Paulding light. And then somebody even further ahead was like, there's a mama bear up, up ahead. With oh, that's cubs. right. And then we all went, we're going back. Yeah. <laughs> and it was sandy, too. So you kind of had to be careful yeah. as it got darker. You had to be really careful while yeah. you were walking. But we were like, oh, there's a bear with cubs. We're out. Yeah. <laughs> because we were in the UP in the middle of the woods. And yeah. there are bears there. There's bars. There's a bar over there. Only my... Only, only my... Youth, my my youth kids from church will understand that reference. None of them listen to this. Yay! <laughs> Great big bears. I mean, my parents went camping in the Porcupine Mountains, and they had bears in their campsite. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm yep. used to that. I'm there are bears. 
Yeah, I'm used to that. Yeah, people from downstate are not. No, I don't. For the most part. <laughs> the first time I went camping with you guys and the food was on the table as we were going to bed, it was like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah, some of it. Yeah, some of it they would leave out. The most you have to worry about here is like raccoons. Right. Which are dicks, so. Yeah, well, yeah, raccoons are jerks. It's fine. Hey, you leave it out. That's your problem. <laughs> you didn't take the precautions. Yeah, they would. We usually put stuff in our car, but yeah, a lot of times they would just leave certain things out. Yeah. That's what's known as a donation to the local raccoon population. <laughs> it's squirrels. <laughs> and probably skunks and anything else like get on a table. Yep. Yeah, but raccoons have those little grabby little paws. They can actually just pick it up and take it. I know, they're so cute. Like that one raccoon in that gift that just takes that whole pizza. It's fantastic. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yoink. Any other experiences you want to talk about? Um, well, I can talk about some that I've had, like, in different houses that I've lived in. Sure. Those are, those um, are Michigan-related. I'll take this the a little closer. The rest of mine are not, so mine are all yeah. California-based. So. Um, I don't know that I have any California ones, so they're pretty much going to be all Michigan. Greg's got some from other states on vacations we've gone on. Um, but the first experience I can think of when I was little, um, so I would have been three or four, because it was it when I lived in Kalamazoo and we moved when I was four and a half. Um, so it was Christmas. So yeah, I guess I would have been four. I would have just turned four. It was Christmas and I got up and I wanted to see if the presents were there yet. Cause of course I did. I was four. Yeah. Um, so my door, my bedroom door opened right onto the living room. So I peeked out and I saw this giant black shadow, like moving around the Christmas tree and like not even just walking like moving around it like up and around in ways that people can't move um but it was really big like it was man-sized easily and the the presents were rustling and so part of me is going well it's got to be santa it's like i looked at the door and i looked at the windows everything was closed and locked yeah and i was like that's either a burglar <laughs> or maybe it's santa but i was pretty sure santa was bs like i just didn't believe in that stuff when right. i was little i just assumed it was adults made up stories um, but I was forced. My mind is going, that has to be Santa, right? Well, I guess it doesn't look like my dad, but I guess it could be him. So my bedroom was joined to my parents' bedroom by the bathroom. So I crept through the bathroom, looked in the room and nope, pause there. Mom's there. Looked in my bedroom, which I shared with my brother. Nope. He was there. So all the humans were accounted for. And then I got really terrified and I jumped in my bed and put my blanket over my head and just stayed there until morning. And I did fall asleep because... I was the last one to wake up. And when I got out, like, I totally expected my parents to say, like, oh, my God, you guys, we were burgled in the middle of the night. And I got out there and nope, nobody said anything. It was a normal Christmas. And I was so convinced we had been burgled that it took a while for me to, like, settle down. Wow. Yeah, it was so weird. And I found out after we moved out that the house was probably haunted. Because my mother had a number of experiences in that house, which we'll definitely be talking to her later as well, because yeah, she's got some wait. good stories. Um, but she didn't want to scare us kids, of so not. Yeah, she you didn't don't say want anything. To tell your four-year-old that you have right ghosts in the house. That's terrifying. Right. Um, but it turned out, or, or the neighbor had told her when we moved in that uh, there had been a house fire and a little boy had died. Whoops. Yeah. So um, my mom was it was convinced that uh, that was the little boy that mm -hmm. was doing things around the house. And I never told anyone about the Christmas thing until years later Yeah, because I knew that it was weird and like, 
maybe not something I should be talking about. Right. Um, and everything seemed fine. We weren't burgled after all. And I thought, well, okay, I guess maybe that was Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Santa is a giant black blob. Yeah. Like I, it was so strange. And it was one of those moments where I'm like, am I dreaming? No. Okay. Poke. Check my arm. Nope. Everything looks right. No, I'm not dreaming. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> it was really weird. You had shadow Santa. <laughs> yeah. Shanta. But it, like, I remember it Santa. wasn't, it wasn't touching the no, ground. Like, it wasn't walking. Right. It was just this giant shadow moving around the tree and, like, messing with the presents. Yeah. Which, if it was a little boy, you know, yeah, he might have been like, oh, yeah, he was excited, you know? But it was definitely bigger than a little boy because it was bigger than me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, kind of weird. That's the only, like, really vivid thing I remember now. Uh Um, When I was in elementary school, I wrote stories about things happening in the house. Okay. Um... But I don't remember them now. It's too far away. Yeah. Too too far removed from that. But I did remember other things happening when I was younger. Oh, for sure. And I'm sure my mother will be happy to talk about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I can't wait for her segment. <laughs> yeah. Because she told me once that she made my dad move out of an apartment because she kept seeing an old lady. And it freaked her out. So she's like, we can't live here anymore. <laughs> no, we're done. We're out. <laughs> old ladies can be scary. It's true. It's true. Even if they're not ghosts. Yeah. Um, And then the house we moved into after that was in Portage, which is not the house that Kim was talking about. It was another house. Um, I used to see shadow people all the time in that house. And I just was like, oh, I guess these are shapes. I don't know. Because they never interacted with anybody until one night I woke up and I sort of called for my mom. I was, again, like, five or six. I was very young. And, like, this... There was somebody... It looked like there was somebody standing in the hallway looking into my bedroom. Like, kind of hiding around the corner a little bit. And it looked like the outline of a woman with long hair. Like, long, straight hair. Um, like, hippie, kind of. <laughs> um, like, really long. Yeah. And when I said, Mom, it, like, moved and then started coming towards me. And I was just transfixed. I was like, what is happening right now? Like, I know that's not my mom, but in a way it felt like it was. Okay. Which is really strange. Um, Mom vibes. Yeah. It was really weird. And I was like, and I said, mom? Because I I knew that wasn't my mother. She has short hair. She's always, she hasn't always had short hair. When she was um, in the 70s, she had the long hippie hair. Yeah. But by the time I came along, it was 80s, short, frizzy, permed. Yep. Um, and this would have been the late eighties when this happened. Um, and I just, I knew this person wasn't my mother, but I just got this weird feeling like it was. And she came pretty close to my bed, um, when I was calling out mom and she just came right up, almost right up to the bed. And I reached out to like touch her and she popped like a bubble. Ah. And then I really screamed mom. (laughs) And then my mother came, got up, came out of her bedroom. Whoa, did you have a nightmare? So, like, I, I was awake because as soon as that lady popped like a bubble, I was very awake and I was sitting up because I had put my hand out. Uh-huh. And that was just so bizarre. So bizarre. And that's, that's so one of those strange. things that's, like, burned into my memory. Yeah. You were visited by the ghost of your mother's hippie past. I had Ooh. that thought. Oh, yeah. My first thought was, like, well, I guess it could be like was it like 
Yeah, was it her spirit just wandering <laughs> the house at night or something? Yeah, like, like, is she astral projecting? Yeah, it was so weird. That's so strange. And just, I remember, like, it popped like a bubble. Yeah. That's odd. That's, I haven't really heard that in many stories. Yeah, right, like that's, that's the weirdest part to me. Say, that's the actual weirdest part of the whole story. Do you have another story? I do have another story, uh, now that you mention it. Uh, it's not so much supernatural experience uh as um very very strange i guess it would be considered supernatural because i was i had dreams i have dreams sometimes that then come true like way later in a no useful fashion whatsoever it is annoying and also difficult uh, because, uh, for example, probably two years, about two years before we moved to Michigan, I had a dream about being at game night with our current game night group of friends. Which is something we do every Sunday night, and, and yes. this particular game group has met for about a decade every Sunday night. Yeah, and I had this dream where... I saw this black and white cat come out of this hallway. I was looking at this cat, like I was looking through the kitchen at this cat, and his name was Baxter, and making noise, and then he turned around and sort of batted at and beat up on another cat and named Whitey. And I had never met these cats, I had never seen this kitchen, I had never been to one of these game nights, but then at my first or second game night after we moved back to Michigan, I met Baxter and Whitey, and Baxter was beating up on Whitey in exactly the same fashion, and when Kim was telling me about the cats, I told her their names before she told me. It was very strange. It was creepy, and I, uh... I, yeah, I have no useful premonition whatsoever, but I knew that I would meet Baxter and Whitey someday. <laughs> um, you had one about our current cat, too, didn't you? Yep. Uh, I don't remember exactly how it went, but I had a dream about owning a cat, and then, well, we owned this particular cat, and it was the exact same pattern with the little uh, funky pattern on her on her face, that's like um, it's like a whale tail. The, yeah, like whale tail mustache thing. I knew what the cat would look like before I met our cat. You're super good at really mundane premonitions. Yep, nothing useful whatsoever. I don't know the our cat one, Sigrin. That one was reassuring to me when I was nervous about is this going to work out? I was like, oh, well, Aaron's already had a dream about her. It's fine. You're welcome. Thanks. Hey, guys. Kay here. So as I'm sure you heard, that podcast was a little different from what we're used to doing. Uh, with this quarantine thing, we are not able to get into our normal recording studio, and we are not able to get together to do the podcast that you know and love. 
but we hope that you enjoyed hearing about some of our personal experiences. I just want to thank Aaron for coming on the podcast. Um, thank Krista as always for being a wonderful co-host. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Remember to find us on social media at Haunted Mitten or Haunted Mitten Podcast, pretty much everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find me at K Gray Writes. You can find Krista anywhere online uh, as Krista K Coburn. Um, we have a website. We have a Patreon that we hope to put some stuff up on. Uh, the website is Haunted Mitten Podcast at dot podbean dot com. And our Patreon will ha- be having some other interviews hopefully soon. One of them with Krista's husband, Greg. Um, it's really great. He's got a lot of crazy stories. <clears throat> Excuse me. So be sure to check that out. If you can donate or if you want to donate, if you like what we're doing, please do. If not, no worries. Our podcast itself is going to stay free as always. Okay. I hope that we have brightened up your quarantine days a little bit. And I don't know. Happy haunting. <laughs>